Welcome to the Sports Leadership Podcast, where leaders in sport get practical, relevant insight to help them take their leadership to the next level and become leaders worth following. Now for your hosts, Kevin DeShazo and Mark Hodgkin. Hello and welcome. Episode 30 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. This is Mark Hodgkin along with my co-host Kevin DeShazo uh, for a conversation today. We'll be talking a little bit about adversity. I think some interesting things that uh, that we can talk about there. Important topic. But before we jump into that, Kevin, how are we doing out in Oklahoma? It's good. Uh, we're we're in the midst of you know college sports season uh, has officially kicked off with football, with a number of other sports going on. So we're right in the thick of one of my favorite times of the year and the, and the busyness that comes with that. Uh, so it's, it's it's a good time. It's good to to get back in our rhythm, right? Recording podcasts a little more regularly. Hope you guys are are enjoying these as we. Uh, kind of find our footing in this space again. So it's uh, it's good 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 time. How are things out in in Florida? I know you you just missed the hurricane, thankfully. We did, yeah, did the storm. Luckily, didn't seem to impact too much of the United States, which was great. Uh, the the footage from the Bahamas was staggering. Thinking of only a couple uh, on a scale of things, very very short distance. It's amazing how how lucky we got. But besides being hot, it's uh, it's all great down here. Been kind of taking the last. I talked about it last time. Uh, I'm on about a month or two um, off before I start my next job. I'll be jumping in full time on October 1st. And I'll have more to share about that, uh, you know, in coming episodes. But uh, but really excited about that. Taking some time now to kind of do things that uh, that I needed. Spend some time, invest in myself a little bit, get prepared for um, for the new position, and and uh, actually taking a lot of meetings as well. Uh, you have the time to do it. It's always good to to keep those networks active. And yesterday I actually had lunch with somebody who had uh, been introduced to via the podcast. He was somebody who listened to it. He happens to work right here in town. Um, and I think would actually make a great guest for us in a future episode. So uh, we'll be, we'll be bringing that, but uh, it's always great to, to kind of hear random people that we don't know who have been listening to the show and, and take the time to reach out and, and, uh, and say hi and make a real connection. Yeah, it's true. I, you know, it's, we do this because we enjoy it. Um, and enjoy the conversation. And obviously, our, our goal is to hopefully have an impact uh, on those who are listening. And it is fun, you know, the comments that we get from people that we don't know. And so that's the thing when you when you're creating something, and and whether that's your own just tweets you put out into the world, emails that you put out into the world, um, podcasts, whatever it is that you're doing, you never actually know the impact that it's going to have. And and it's easy to get lost in metrics and numbers. And uh, and I couldn't tell you ours. I don't pay pay that close of attention to it. But it, you never really know the, the actual impact of, of what you're having. And so it is fun to get to have conversations with people, people who reach out through DM, through email. It's like, thanks for this. This is really good. This this changed my perspective on things. So you never know the impact that you're going to have on people. And, and, and so it is it is fun to do that. If you guys are just, just tuning in, make sure you check out the last two episodes we talked about. You know, the, the question of is how we do anything, how we do everything, as we kind of we're going to go in and out of that series on breaking down some some popular leadership axioms. And then episode 29 was on starting a year off right. And you know, we are in the, in the beginning of the year for college sports and, and um, how we start well and how we maintain that consistency. And then this episode, episode 30, as you said, diving into the topic of adversity. I think this is going to be a fun conversation. And it is, I think, uh, also an important topic of how we approach adversity, how we handle adversity, the impact that can have on us and how that shapes us for down the road as well. Yeah, it's it's really an important one because we all go through adversity. It's not something you can avoid. It's just a matter of when it's going to hit and how you're going to react to it. So, you know, doing a little bit, you know, almost in the in the spirit of us down here in Florida, 
prepping and, and getting ready for a hurricane that thankfully didn't come. You know, I think it's a good thing to be always kind of considering not to be to be morbid or to be dwelling on it, but to understand that you know, there's going to be bumps in the road. And, you know, in a lot of ways, how we handle those are really, you know, the true test of our character, of our leadership and, and who we are. So we're looking forward to this conversation and uh, we're going to jump into it right after this. All right. So the topic of the day is adversity. And, and as you said, kind of in the intro, everyone faces adversity. Um, facing adversity doesn't mean you're unique, doesn't mean the world is conspiring against you. Uh, it's normal. Uh, adversity is a natural part of life if you're doing anything. Right? If you're sitting back and playing things safe, then, you, then at that point, yeah, you're not going to have any adversity because you're not make, taking any risks. You're not trying to make things different. You're not trying to make things better. Um, although then I think the adversity would probably be that everyone else around you may be trying to get better and you're not. So that creates its own unique kind of, kind of adversity. Um, but we're all going to face adversity. And, and again, you nailed that it. it's, it's not the adversity itself. It's, it's how you handle it um, and, and how that reveals your character, how you approach it. So what, what are your thoughts when it comes to, I don't want to say preparing for adversity. And you know, we told the story a little bit of the, of the hurricane. That's a different type of, of adversity that you can prepare for. Um, maybe, maybe that's the question. Can you prepare for adversity? Yeah, I, I think you can. I think there's two two sides of this conversation I think are equally important. There's, you know, how you deal with adversity yourself and then how you deal with it as a leader. But I think for both of them, one of the things that, you know, when we're preparing for this topic that, that I think is, is really important. And when you're talking about preparing, I can kind of contrast two job changes that I've had in the last five years and, and handle them differently. Um, I think, and I think the biggest thing when I was kind of reflecting on it and uh, how I dealt with things that were unexpected, things that were, were adverse, was really what that inner dialogue that you have with yourself. Um, and I think that's something about how mentally strong people kind of keep ready for adversity. And what I mean by inner dialogue is, is that kind of like omnipresent voice that's always going on in your head. We all have it. I've gone through times in my life where I feel like I was fighting that voice completely. Like, if I can only channel this in the right way, I'd be in great shape because it would be pushing me forward as opposed to dragging you back. And you know, I think it's just really, it's not a terribly comfortable thing to talk about when you think about like, what are the voices in your head saying? Uh, and, and what are you talking to yourself? And, and it's really not as dramatic uh, as that. It's just, you're alone with your thoughts for hours a day. You know, it's the only thing that's going on. And I think, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. But to me, I think one of the first things you have to do to have that productive inner dialogue and that develop that skill is one acknowledge that that voice isn't the truth. It's not right or wrong. It just kind of is, you know, it's, it's, it's not always right. You know, as stupid as that sounds, as simple as that sounds, I should say, it's not, it's not a fact. It's just you interpreting your circumstances and then how it's talking back to you. So I think you have to kind of one, if you're if you're struggling with this, and maybe you know, I hope this is hitting some hitting a nerve. With people who say, you know what, I am, uh, I, I do struggle with this issue. I, I got voices that, you know, are telling me I can't do it, or that I'm, you know, a failure because I did fail this time. Acknowledge that it's there, um, but also understand that that's just a perception. It's not, you know, an absolute truth. Yeah, I think that's huge. And you're right. I think the way you prepare for adversity, it's it's mental preparation. Uh, it, it is mental strength. It is mental toughness. Whatever, however, we want to talk about it. It's, it's owning the voice that you're listening to, right, at, at all times. So we talk about all the time, know yourself to lead yourself. And you're going to have negative voices. You're going to have the voice of insecurity. You're going to have the voice of fear. You're going to have the voice of doubt. All of these voices are coming in. 
that are designed to keep you, um, to hold you back, right. To, to prevent you from, from moving forward, from becoming the best version of you, from believing that you can be something better. But like I said, to acknowledge that, that those voices are liars. If those voices are holding your back, you back, those aren't voices of truth. So to, to hear those voices and, and fight that with truth, no, I am capable. Um, I, I can get through this. I am the kind of person who does overcome these things. I am the type of person who does move forward. Um, and I, and I think part of the way that you can help create a better inner voice, um, because, because self-talk is a huge thing, right? Like how you talk to yourself matters. And it's interesting because we coach ourselves. Like, um, I run a lot and I use the headspace, um, app within the Nike running app a lot and doing headspace runs. And so this guy's saying, you should be your best coach. Typically, we are our worst coach, right? And how we coach ourselves is not how we coach. We're, we're, we coach others so much better. We support them. We challenge them. We tend to only challenge ourselves and call ourselves out instead of calling ourselves up. So we have to be better at, at coaching ourselves. That self-talk matters. But I think it's also step, being able to step back and realize that you've faced adversity who knows how many times in your life. You've overcome every single moment of adversity. Like if you're sitting, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you've overcome every bit of adversity you've ever faced because you're sitting here today. Now it may not have looked exactly how you wanted to look. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you got fired. That's adversity. Well, you're still here and you're working somewhere, whatever the case may be. Maybe you got cut from a team. Maybe the company got shut down. Like you've faced adversity and you've made it. So you overcome every bit of adversity that you've ever faced in your life. Like that's, that's just fundamentally true. And so that, that's the truth you should be telling yourself. Like, I've overcome everything I've ever faced. I've overcome it, and I'm here today because of that. I'm going to get through this as well. And I think the other piece of that is, uh, I think a huge thing with adversity is perspective. And it's so difficult. Like, this may be the most difficult thing about adversity um, is perspective. If you back up, right, look at adversity on a scale of time, the further you get away from it, the less... Um, the less difficult that adversity seems, the less significant that adversity is like, Oh, that really wasn't that big of a deal. Right. When you're, when you're a month away from it, a year away from it, five, like you won't even remember it. And we said it all the time, right. That if the things that you're angry about today, if you're not going to be angry about it in five months, then don't be angry about it. Cause it's, it's not that you're, it's wasted energy. And I think the same is true with adversity. We, we, we don't have good perspective. And so we feel like it's this overwhelming thing that's going to destroy us because it's all we see right now. But if you can have the discipline to back up and realize this is just a moment, I'll overcome it. I'll work around it. I'll work through it, whatever the case may be, and, and I'll be fine. So to have some perspective lowers that burden um, that we tend to feel from adversity. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's almost too simple when you think of it that way. It's like whenever something, you think of anything that's ever happened bad, whether it be a job change or not getting a promotion or conflict at work you know it's always what people say like this is going to work out it's just temporary this too shall pass you know you almost tune it out because you've heard it so many times you know but it's it's true it wouldn't be it wouldn't be said so much if it wasn't absolutely true and, it, and you're exactly right i mean every everything that's led up to wherever you are today you know has been filled with adversity and and you've made it you know sometimes i try to think back to like what was even bothering me two weeks ago and you're like i don't remember you know, and, it, and what you talked about, is this going to matter in five months? It reminds me of, you know, there's an exercise I've heard people talk about where they say, you know, when you're in the midst of something, whether it's just temporary frustration or something that you're really upset about, and you say, well, I, will I even remember this in five minutes, five days, five years? You know, and if it's not, 
there's very little that's going to be even five days if you think about it um, because things happen. There's always something else behind it. There's always a new opportunity. There's always another job. There's always other things that you can do. And, and you know, so I think it's totally understanding that it's, it's temporary. It always is. There's very little adversity that I can think of that's not temporary. So, you know, it has to, it, you have to just understand that. And then I think the next step on that uh, to me is how can you focus on what it's going to teach me? You know, what, what is, you know, I've, okay, I've paused. I've understood, okay, I, I'm feeling that this is, this is difficult. I feel challenged. I feel, um, you know, my, my defense mechanisms are up. There's some, there's some adversity going on. Um, maybe you got to pause by thinking, okay, if I, am I going to care about this in a week or a month? Um, but then the next step to take it to the next level, I think, is, you know, what can I actually get out of the situation that will make me better? Because I can promise you that the same way that adversity is temporary, adversity will always teach you something. And it's just up to you to to find out what that is. There's no silver bullet there. It's just, it's going to teach you something. It's going to make you better if you're looking for it and approaching it that way. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's it, right? Adversity is opportunity. If you, if you have the right, again, perspective it, and it's, and it's so difficult. So don't, don't think that, you know, we're having a conversation doesn't mean we've mastered any of this, uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's to have that mindset of, and that perspective of, man, things are not as I expected them to be like, I'm up against something. What can I learn? How, how can I actually approach this, um, and, and make it through it, but not just make it through it, um, but make it through it better. Is there something I'm supposed to learn? Is there an opportunity for me here to grow? And I think also even putting adversity in perspective, like part of me, you know, and thinking about, about this topic is adverse, is adversity even real or is it just completely manufactured in our mind? Um, and, and what we would call adversity, others would just laugh at. Uh, I read a story or a quote, I think it was a Texas tech assistant coach. I'm talking about adversity on the football field he, and his perspective is our players will never face adversity on the football. They're playing a football game and they're just trying to score points and tackle people. And they'll bring in, you know, people, veterans from the military, like those people face real adversity. When you're sitting there and it's life or death. So to our players, like, no, 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 this is, this is all a mental thing. You're not facing adversity. And so to have that perspective of, oh, I'm without a job or I'm didn't get the promotion or they didn't like my idea or I asked a girl out and she said no, or we broke up, you know, whatever it may be. And, and I'm not saying these circumstances are ideal. I'm not saying that they're not going to cause some pain and some frustration. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but are they really adversity or is it just life not, not going our way, but we just tend to make it into just a much bigger deal because we're just stuck in our own head. It's, it's an interesting thing to, to think about. And I, I, I think if we have a different perspective with adversity, everything changes, right? We're, we, we get stressed about nothing. Um, now, if you, if you get a cancer diagnosis, that's adversity. Like that, that's a real, like, but, you, but your perspective still changes how you, uh, how you approach that, right? You either shut down and give up or you fight that I can get better through this. I can still impact people through this. I can still learn through this. Um, I was, I had a conversation with a, a coach recently who's battled. Um, I would, I would potentially say he's battled some adversity, uh, all sorts of investigations around his name and programs he's been involved in and, and true or not, his perspective was just really incredible within all of it. And he was, he was not bitter. He was not angry. He was not wanting to get revenge on people who were like slandering his name. Like he was just in, he was in a good mental place. And to go back to part of the conversation earlier, I said, how are you, how are you 
the way you are because <laughs> you have every right to be bitter, right? That's the thing with, with adversity is we, we go left because it's easy to go left and it's understandable to go left, but he went right and said, no, I'm going to be different. I'm going to use it, like you said, as an opportunity to learn, as an opportunity to get better, as an opportunity to invest in myself. And he said, I, have a, I do a self-talk that I listen to every morning. He recorded a conversation of, from himself, basically like reminding him of who he is and so that he's prepared for every moment of the day because he's living out of that. He's battling the negative voices and living out of, out of true voices, um, and it changes his perspective. And so there's a really cliche phrase that we're not one that we're going to break down, but you can either get better or you can get better. And that's the deal with adversity. It's like it's easy to get it's easy and understandable to get better. The greats get better. I don't mean great like you're, you know, the best coach in the world, best CEO. But like the people who have the most impact, they see adversity for what it is and they get better through it. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's um, it's really impressive. And I, I know we've talked a little bit about this too. And I, and I read your your culture wins email about I think the same coach you were talking about, but it sounded like taking ownership of it was really a big part of it. And kind of like what you were just talking about in perspective, you know, is it reminds me so much of the conversation you've had about comparison where no matter how good you're doing, there's going to be somebody who's better than you. And there's no matter how poor you feel like you're performing, there's going to be somebody that you're way ahead of. And, and it's the same thing with this. Like you said, if you know, adversity in the, in the football field is different uh, than somebody trying to find you know, their next meal or, or provide for their family or something, there's always, you always find something much worse to deal with or much, you know, much easier. So that's a, that's a good perspective um, though, in a way to think about it, but going back to kind of the, the, the mindset of owning it, I think is a really big part too of adversity. And, you know, you might not be able to control the outcome, but like we talked about a lot, you can always control how you react to it. Am I going to handle this really well? Am I going to handle this in a way that people will look back and go, you know what, man, that was, that was a rough time. And, he kept it together. He really, he did it the right way. He handled it the best he possibly could. Um, but there, I think that's what you're trying to do um, through this. I think that's what you really have to kind of focus on. You have to forget about whether this is fair or deserve. You know, I think that's, that's another thing that's toxic when you start thinking about these adversities, like this isn't fair. I've done everything right. And now I'm, you know what, there's a lot of people who've done everything right and things haven't worked out. You know, there's a, there's an old, line in one of my favorite movies, Unforgiven, at the very end, where uh, Gene Hackman's character is like, I, I've done everything right. I, I didn't deserve this. And uh, Clint Eastwood's character deserves got nothing to do with it. And I always think about that a lot. It's uh, it's just a phrase that I like. And I think it's it's one that you can apply to a lot of different things. But take that out of your self-talk and your way to approach whatever the adversity is. It's not a, a mandate on you as a person. It's not something that you can avoid by doing everything the right way. You can put yourself in better positions. Undoubtedly, you can, you know, be ready to react in a better way. And, you know, and I think, think doing things the right way are, is, is important, but that's not going to shield you from, from things going wrong. So get that out of your mind and, and don't dwell on, you know, something that's fair or not, because it's not going to help you. It's just going to be something that drains down your kind of mindset and, and really doesn't help you get any better. Yeah. And you're going to lose influence by operating that way. Well, this isn't fair. They're doing this to me. This isn't, I didn't deserve this. And this is, you know, we don't mean this to sound cold, but who cares, <laughs> right? You, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And you live with whatever outcome comes from it. Maybe you get the promotion, maybe you don't, but you did the work the right way. You did it with integrity. You, you, you had the right mindset. Well, don't get bitter because you didn't get promoted or didn't get whatever. It's like, it's okay. You still did the right thing the decision probably had more to do with the person making the decision than it did with you. And so, but we tend to, we tend to make everything all about us. 
Um, and that's when things become unfair or we didn't deserve it. And, and when we operate that way, we lose our influence because then we become a person that nobody wants to work with or work for like, man, they're, well, I thought they were about this. Turns out they were about themselves the whole time. You know, when you were doing things with the right mindset, but then when it came down to the, the outcome, all of a sudden your, your motives switched. And now people see like, oh no, you were just about you. It's like, well, no, no, I'm about you guys. No, you're actually not. You're, you're about yourself. And so I, again, having the perspective and, and, and owning the situation, realizing like, great, I did what I did what I could. I'm going to live with the outcome. And like, and let's look at, you know, a promotion, for example, or people buying whatever it is you've, you've created. It's like, you know, you, you do this work to get a promotion and you don't get it. Well, you still have a job that you've enjoyed. You're still employed. You still have a paycheck. You still get to go to a place that you enjoy. You don't think that it that changed. You didn't get that promotion, but you're, you still have a job. Like you didn't get fired. You just didn't get a promotion. Uh, and maybe the other person did do better and you're just biased because you, you don't have the self-awareness to, to see like how they actually operate. Maybe they were a better fit for the, for the position, which is again, how can you get better in the midst of that adversity? And so for us to, to throw fits and complain and act like this is the end of our world, most people would still love to be in that situation. Like people in our, in our organization would love to be in our situation, whether we got promoted or not. So that perspective matters. And I think we've talked about the, uh, the book, The Obstacle is the Way before. It's like, if you're facing adversity, it's your way forward, right? That doesn't mean it's the promotion, but it, it's your way forward. Like this, this adversity you're facing, this obstacle in front of you, this is how you get better. And, and you get to choose how you respond to that. And it's, it's up to nobody but you. So you can blame everyone else for your situation, but you've got to own it, right? And you, you've got to say, how, now that I'm here, what do I do with it? And it's, it's really difficult. And most people don't handle it well. Like we're, we're around people all the time that are just complaining about everything that they're facing. And those aren't people that we want to be around. Those aren't people that we want to follow. Those aren't people we want on our team because we realize it's all about them and they're not willing to get better. They just want to blame everyone else for their situation. But if you can have the mindset, um, the positive self-talk, the intentionality, and that really I would say the maturity of owning the situation, say, I'm here now, how do I get better? And, and I, I'm here. I didn't want to be here. This is not, this is not what I thought it was going to be, but what do I do now? How do, how do I handle this the best way possible? Um, those are the people that we respect. Those are the people that we want to follow because they don't, they don't place, place blame. They just get better. No, I think it's outstanding. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about how you react personally. I think the other side of this coin is, is how you respond to adversity, you know, with your team, when you're leaving, when you have a seat at the table and, and, you know, tough times are coming and you have a, a group that you're responsible to that, that you need to lead. And I think it's, you know, if anything, it's even more important uh, to be good at this and be prepared when you have other people. And, you know, I guess I would, I would kick it back to you on, on what would you tell people who are leading a team beyond this, these things we've already kind of talked about managing adversity internally. How do you then take that to your team and lead them through these times? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's multiplying what you would be saying to yourself, right? So it's all the things you would say to yourself, hey, I've got to own it. This is an opportunity. There are only so many things I can change and, and control, but I can control my attitude. I can control the way I work. I can control the way I believe and see other people. And so I would push that onto a team and say, hey, this isn't a situation we wanted to be in. It, we're in a tough spot right now. And so, A, being honest about that, right, because people aren't dumb. Um, it's, it's terrible when leaders act like everything is fine when everything is not fine. Um, you lose so much influence there. Now you don't want to be doom and gloom, but just want to be honest. Hey, we're we're in a different spot than we expected to be in. What we do now matters. 
we can either we can either go left, we can go right. Here's how I'm leading myself. Here's how here's how I'm choosing to believe. Here's how I'm you know owning my situation. Help people do that, right? So so you as a leader have to then multiply that because you're the the team is going to have less of it than you do, more 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 likely than not, right? That belief, that mindset. That's why you are you are the leader. Hopefully, you've been building that into them over time. Anyway. Right, you're always working on them with with mindset, with belief, with attitude, with ownership, with perspective. So when these situations happen, they actually are really like, all right, let's go. We, we aren't we like industry shifted. Great. What do we do? We're we're ready for it as opposed to being a victim of it. And so I think it, number one, as you're preparing yourself, always you're preparing the team always. But then when it when it hits, you you have to be the one. And I don't mean to be cheesy, but you have to be the one staying positive. You have to be one reminding them of, of what's possible and helping them creating an environment where they get to get better. Um, and don't let them play victim. Don't let them whine about it. Don't let them blame anything. Now you may take five minutes there. We have five minutes, get out every negative, negative thought you have, or let's just air them out. And then we're done with them. And then we're going to choose to get better. So that way it's, it's giving them permission to whine for a little bit. It's like, all right, let's get it out of our system. And then let's move forward because you, we, we see teams all the time come out on the other side of adversity, right? They, they go from being a, a, a bottom dweller in a, in a conference to all of a sudden they're contending for championships. Maybe they're, they're up high and they drop down. They have some bad recruiting classes, have some issues going on and they, and they rebound to get back to the top. You see that with organizations all the time. Oh, they're dead. The organization's done. Nope. They rebounded and they're, they're doing amazing. And it's because of the way that leader led through adversity and it's not pulling people through it. You know, it's, it's, you're in the trenches with them consistently. If they're not, if they don't have their own positive self-talk, you are that version of self-talk for them, right? You're making, you don't, you're not hoping that they're hearing good voices. You're making sure that they hear a good voice um, to help reshape their perspective every single day. Um, and if that sounds exhausting to you as a leader, then you probably don't want to be a leader because at times that's what it looks like. It's, it's you fighting for their, their, their mindset to help them battle through that adversity. Such a good point, you know, and I think one of the things with dealing with adversity, even though this, this kind of sounds counterintuitive, but I think one of the, the things that is important is um, maintaining some kind of sense of humor. People are looking to you. You're looking at the, the flight attendants when the airplane is uh, bouncing around in the air or something like that. Your people are going to be looking towards you. I'm not saying deflect everything with not taking it seriously and, and acting like a clown. Obviously not. But, you know, I think maintaining a certain amount of sense of humor, uh, maintaining, okay, you know, we have, we have to communicate right now that these things are in place. These are the situation that we're in. You know, again, be, you're, you have to be honest and you have to have credibility. And, and by the way, if you're just starting this, when adversity hits, it's probably too late. So you're you know, even more reason to kind of get ahead of this kind of thing, but, you know, having that credibility and, and kind of focusing on the basics um, of the space is um, a big part of, of what it takes. And you know, I'm rereading a book uh, right now, actually, Frankel's uh, Man's Search for Meaning, and it's about a concentration camp and his, he was a survivor in a concentration camp. So again, if you're comparing adversity he's pretty much the top of the list um, as far as that. And he said, you know, one of the things that helped kind of get through that was a sense of humor. And if you can find sense of humor at, you know, Auschwitz, you have a pretty good chance of, of finding a sense of humor in whatever adversity you're going through. Again, I'm not making light of it. I'm not making light of either situation. I think it's just a matter of putting things in perspective and, and sense of humor is a part of that. I think, you know, we all, we all want to know that the person, you know, is, is focused on the essentials and focused on getting us where we need to go, but we're, we've got a job to do and, and, you know, we're gonna have some fun doing it. And I think as a leader, you have to kind of set the, 
set the terms there. That's, uh, that's a great story. And I think we, in moments like that, we tend to dismiss someone like, well, he's just different, All right? That's, he's, he's just a special guy. And I don't want to dismiss him as not special, but the only reason he's special is because he believed it. Does that make sense? Like it, any of us are, cap- we're all capable of that, right? We're all capable of having that, of having that mindset of having that perspective. He just chose to, um, as opposed to like, I mean, you want to talk doom and gloom, you're not going to find a, probably a worse, worst case scenario of doom and gloom than being in a concentration camp. I mean, it's, it's, it's a nightmare in the midst of, of legitimate nightmare of, of legitimate hell. He chose a different perspective. He chose a different mindset. And so that's the thing is like, that's, that's in all of us. Um, that doesn't make those people, they don't have something we don't have. They just chose to activate it. And so that's the piece for us. Like wherever we, wherever we are own the perspective and, and, and show up with a bit of humor. And it, and when we say leader, we're not even just talking about leader by title. It's you are a leader on the team, how you show up each morning, like your attitude when you walk in the door, if you walk in defeated, you game over, right? Cause you're, you're just multiplying that energy into your team and they're going to operate with a defeated mindset. If you walk in each day, even in the midst of adversity, like with, with belief that you can get out of it, with belief that you can make it to the other side, with belief that, that vision that you still had is still possible, and you walk in, and again, not, not being naive to reality, but saying, yes, we're here, but this is still possible, and I fully believe it. Well, then that starts to multiply to people. They're going to think, man, you're crazy. Maybe I am crazy, but crazy is the only thing we get anything done. Right. We don't, we don't get anything done if we operate normal, the normal mindset's not going to, not going to get it, get it done. It's not going to cut it. So maybe we do need a little bit of crazy, but I think that's an advantage, right? That, that level of belief is, is an advantage and, and your people need to see that in you. Um, otherwise you're, like I said, if, if you're trying, if, if you're trying to, to start that in the midst of adversity, you've, you've already lost the battle. Um, and I think even with that is, is looking back in your past, and breaking down how like find your five key moments of what you would consider adversity and be interesting because it may be difficult for people to, to think through. Like they thought it was a big deal in the moment, right? We kind of hit on this, but to look back, it may be difficult to find five moments of adversity in your life. Um, but, but think back and find three, four five moments of adversity and, and break down how you handled it. If you can remember, what was your thought process? What were you thinking? Why did you think that way? How did that turn out for you? Right. Was it, a, a season of real negativity based on how you operated until you finally shifted that mindset or did you handle it well and you made it through that adversity in a shorter amount of time because of the way that you believe. So, so understanding your, your tendencies and your patterns in the midst of adversity, in the midst of stress um, will help you handle it better the next time. Yeah. I love that idea. Um, you know, and again, that could be a very personal audit um, that doesn't have to be something you, you need to share with the world because I think you need to be really honest on how you handle it. It's no good looking back and just saying, yeah, I, I did great on that one. And then kind of move on and say, well, why, why, what was I focusing on? What was I spending time doing? What was I, what was I working towards at that point that, that helped me get through it? And, you know, like a lot of these things, it's ability to, to kind of look back honestly and dive into the, the, the mistakes you made or the, the things you did well and then build on those or, or adjust and move forward. So I think that's another, that's a good kind of like call to action to end on is, is really do a, do an assessment of, you know, these times, if you can think of them again, you know, we always think our day to day days are just fraught with, with adversity and things that come up and problems in this, but if it's anything like me, it's hard to find the really, really big ones um, in hindsight, because, you know, the things that, that you were obsessing over and they were the end of the world five months ago, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to even remember them. 
Um, so, you know, that's not to minimize, but that's just, just kind of how it is, I think. And, and it's a good way to, to kind of, to go forward to think about some of those and, and how you reacted. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing is if you can look back and understand your tendencies under stress, your tendencies in the midst of adversity, the next time you're in that situation, you can lead yourself better, right? Because those tendencies, if they're unhealthy, you, d- you don't want to repeat them. If they were healthy, then you do want to repeat them, but you won't know that on accident, right? You have to be intentional. Um, and so again, we, we've talked about it before, but it's that idea of knowing yourself to lead yourself. If you know how, you're, how you operate in stress, then you can lead yourself better under stress. And that's the key to adversity is you have to lead yourself well if you're going to learn to lead others well. All right. That was fun. I think that's a really important topic. Uh, adversity, I think, is something, again, we've, we've mentioned that everyone's going to face. Um, but hopefully you, you come out of the other side of this episode with some practical ways to uh, maybe think differently about adversity, but also how to, how to handle adversity in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a it's a really interesting topic. Um, one, because we all face it. And two, it, it really does separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, um, with how leaders operate. You're going to um, you do learn more about people and you do learn more about yourself through adversity than more than you do when uh, everything's great. It's just uh, just how it goes. And I, and I thought touching in on kind of inner dialogue and, and self-talk is a really good topic as well. One we could probably spend an entire episode on uh, in the future, but, uh, but definitely a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and again, if you're not in a leadership chair, uh, realize that this is something that leaders are watching. Right. They know when the team is, is facing adversity. So they're watching how you handle adversity. And it is a great way to start to separate yourself um, if you can learn to handle these moments well. Um, it is, as you said, it, these are the moments that separate uh, separate people if, if we can learn to handle it well. And it's not going to happen overnight. Right. So give yourself some grace as you process this idea of adversity and how you face it. Um, you may not face it perfectly this next time. That's okay. Um, but you can face it better than you did the last time. Um, and I think the key with all of it is, is to always be learning about yourself, uh, about those around you and how you operate uh, in these situations. All right. And that'll do it for us with episode 30 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I hope this episode was helpful for you. Um, give us your feedback on social media at Kevin DeShazo at Mark underscore Hodgkin. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd love to have you rate it on iTunes or whatever platform that you're listening to it on. With that, have a great day and we will talk to you guys soon.